Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode here of Raging at Sports. It's been a little while since we've done an interview, but we do have one today, and we'll get into who our guest is. But first, we do want to say our disclaimer. Um, This podcast is going to be completely clean. We want as many people as possible to listen to it, and obviously, we don't want to mess up our guest's uh, career in anything. Um, And so all of our other episodes that aren't interviews are not clean. So just want to be advised uh, if you're going to listen around. If you like the sound of my voice, if you like the sound of my friends' voices, uh, just know that it is not a clean podcast that you're going to be listening to unless it's an interview and it's stated in the episode. Um, Also, uh, as always, this episode is sponsored by Spotify Podcasts. Spotify Podcasts, start up your own podcast for free. It takes three clicks. All you need is a Spotify account to get started, and you are golden. Today... We have a very, very special guest with us, and this is arguably maybe the biggest guest that we've had on the podcast, and probably for a while here. Um, she was the NUHA uh, Conference Rookie of the Year. She was placed on the NUHA All-First Team and All-Rookie Team, and also was the Hockey Commissioner's Rookie of the Month runner-up three times. She finished third in the nation in goal scoring from Stonehill College Hockey, Alexis Petford. Hi. How are you doing today, Alexis? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. So thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Uh, So we start this off with every single guest. This is the one question that we ask. Very difficult one. Why hockey? Um, I started playing when I was super young. Uh, I was like four years old when I started skating and uh, my dad played hockey. He was actually a goalie. Uh, goalie didn't really work out for me. I played like one <laughs> game and I sucked, so I didn't stay in it, but uh, I loved the game and like all my, all my friends played at home. So just stuck with it and worked out. <laughs> so that's, believe it or not, like one of the biggest things that I, I was a goalie and that was one of my things was like, Hey, like I, hate this position after like high school and every other goalie I know says the same exact thing. I don't think any goalies actually like playing goalies. So I think you made the right decision. (laughs) Yeah. Four years old made that decision. So glad I did it. (laughs) That was the first smart one of many. I'm sure. Um, Did you play any other sports growing up? Uh, Yeah, I played quite a few sports in elementary school. Uh, I played volleyball, basketball, badminton, track. Um, I don't know. Pretty much you name it, I probably played it kind of thing. I, I like to be involved in a lot of sports. And then when it came to high school, um, that's when I really, like, got into just hockey kind of thing in the in-season. And then out of season, I still played a couple sports. I was still in track and field, flag football, badminton. So I guess I still did quite a few sports in high school, but um, I, I kind of quit, like, the uh, in-season hockey stuff uh, and just focused on hockey. Nice. So, so yeah, you were all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, so we'll get into everything. But uh, did track help you with hockey at all, like stamina wise? Um, probably yeah. Like I, uh, I guess I did cross country too when I was younger. Uh, I started cross country in like grade four and did it till like grade seven. So I guess that would have helped me like conditioning wise. But um, I was I wasn't really super into like 
um, sprinting and stuff, but it's kind of what I was good at when I did track. So I just did it anyways. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like in track and field, they did triple jump, long jump, uh, 400 meter and 200 meter. So I guess with wow. sprinting, yeah, that would have helped me, but I was kind of all over the place in events, just whatever I was good at. I did. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're from Saskatchewan. Yeah. So you're from Canada. Anybody listening at home? She's from Canada. Um, so one of, one, one of the guys on the podcast wanted to ask this question. We don't know too much. So I've been to uh, Toronto and I've been to Montreal. I've never been out West before. So one of the guys wants to know, like, what is like a, I guess, what do you guys like, do, like what, are, you know, weekend, like get, tell me about like a Saskatchewan weekend. Um, I guess for me, when I'm at home, I kind of just there doing hockey. Like you kind of just hang out. There's not really a lot to do. Nothing really different than here, I guess. Like it's just Saskatchewan compared to Boston. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you hanging out with your friends. Uh, when I, I guess when I was at home last year and like uh, when before I moved here, um, we would our we play our games on the weekend, and so you didn't really get to like go out with your school friends and stuff. But uh, pretty much games on the weekend kind of thing. Nice. So, um, what would you say, I guess, compared to Massachusetts, like which one, obviously you were born and raised in Saskatchewan, but which do you prefer? I guess, I don't know how to word that, <laughs> but how have you liked Massachusetts so far? Um, I've liked it a lot. It's been super fun. Um, I guess they're, they're two complete different things. That's for sure. But um, I'm a pretty like outgoing person, kind of extroverted. And, um, so I'm not really nervous to make new friends kind of thing. So, um, it's been super fun here. I made a lot of new friends and I like here a lot. Like I, I wouldn't complain if I stayed here over the summer, but, uh, I'm going home, uh, May 9th. So I'm excited to go nice. see my friends from home. Yeah. But I guess, I guess they're both great in different ways. Uh, they're new friends in both places. So it's fun. <laughs> so what's like the, I guess like the lay of the land there like so i know where where my friend is from he talks about a lot of farms yeah so is that kind of <laughs> it's kind of like have you ever been to pennsylvania is it kind of like that or like um i like drove through pennsylvania i drove here at the start of the year so oh wow was, yeah it was how like long a was that drive. wow yeah uh, i have two younger sisters and my parents and we all drove here for like we took it like two weeks though so it wasn't all in like a week or anything but so we made a trip out of it but uh yeah it was, it was definitely a long drive but um in saskatchewan i i'm not a farmer at all it's that's <laughs> not for me but uh yeah i definitely have some friends that do farming and stuff but yeah it's it's a lot of fields like there's a lot of wheat there and stuff like i have a couple of friends who do like wheat farming and stuff but okay. not me <laughs> nice so Tell me, so real quick before we get into the hockey stuff, tell me about that that trip. Like, what did, did you see anything cool on the way at all? Uh, yeah, we made a we made a lot of stops. Um, my dad kind of likes sightseeing and stuff like that, so it was, it was more his choice to make the drive down. But, uh, yeah, it, it was really fun driving, I guess. Um, I actually graduated um, June 29th, so we graduate late compared to when you guys graduate yeah. here. Very, so, very late. Like almost a yeah. month. Yeah. So a almost bit more. at the start of July. And then we started our road trip at the start of August. So I had like a month of like actual summer oh, wow. at home. Yeah. So that kind of sucked. But um, <laughs> yeah, so we had like a two, two and a half week trip here. Stopped in like Wisconsin, uh, Cleveland. We drove through Pennsylvania 
kind of thing. Went to New York for a couple of days. New York was really cool. Like I'm um, seeing that and everything. Like I, I hadn't really been anywhere um, before that. Like the only places I really go is for hockey because like that's what I do kind of every day. So um, went like our that's pretty much what our trips are is when we go places for hockey. So it was really cool um, seeing everything. Like we went to Wisconsin Dells. I have two younger sisters, uh, 15 and 13. So they they like the water slides and everything. So. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was nice to spend some time with them. That's awesome. Um, so when, I guess, what was your favorite, I got to ask, what was your favorite part about New York? Um, I don't know. I, I, I liked going to the stores. Like, you like shopping. Like, it's, we definitely don't have those kind of stores in Saskatchewan. Like, when we shop, it's like just a small mall, unless you're going <laughs> online. But, uh, yeah, I like shopping and everything. But I liked, like, the all the buildings there were so cool. Like, the... The buildings are so tall. Oh, I also really liked the like 9-11 memorial stuff. Like that was super interesting. We spent we spent like a whole day looking at that stuff. So that was that was fun to do. The reason I asked that is because I am the token New York sports fan because I'm from New York <laughs> originally. So I get a I get a lot of heat on this podcast for <laughs> my teams. So I just I just wanted to ask that so at least they could hear it because Everybody's going to be listening to this so they can hear kind of what you enjoyed about the about the city and maybe I can put yeah. them on one day. Yeah, yeah. It was it was super fun. So, um let's uh let's kind of get into sort of the hockey side of things. Um kind of how was youth hockey for you um up in Saskatchewan? Um so my youth hockey was a little bit random like so when I first started playing um you weren't allowed to play like boys hockey it was just boys hockey and girls hockey so when I was super young like four years old that's when I was playing like girls and then um that's when I was kind of like slowly started being better than girls at home and then I wanted to switch over boys but it still wasn't allowed and then when I hit Adam which is I think like U12 maybe I don't know we've changed the names like you and age instead of like the names now but around that age and then so I was able to play boys hockey then so I tried out for my uh for the boys hockey team and I ended up making the top tier so that was my first ever like actual boys team experience and then from there I played boys hockey in both years my both Adam years um and then after that um when I went into Bantam, that's when I um, moved back to girls hockey. So well, that's when I was 15, I moved to um, girls hockey. So I went Adam and Pee Wee, I played boys. And then, so U15, and that was kind of like, I really didn't want to go play girls hockey. Um, I wanted to stick with the boys. I felt like I was like best friends with them. Like I grew that's up. That's awesome. Yeah. And like, I always wanted to be better than them. Like, and I, without playing boys hockey, I don't think I'd be the player I am today. Like mm. that's where some of my best friends still are. And like, they're still playing hockey now. So they definitely pushed me to be the player I am now. But anyways, I moved over and played um, Bantam uh, with the girls and um that year i set i was i got rookie of the year that year so as a u15 and that's when i was like all right like time to like lock in kind of thing i can like look at university stuff like that and kind of like start reaching out to schools in canada because we're not allowed to start talking to u.s schools until um grade 10 like summer of grade 10. so yeah like i was only allowed to talk to um canadian schools then 
and then I only played one year of Bantam and then played um, my second year of Bantam. I played on the midget team. And so I played U18 AAA uh, for four years instead of three. So uh, those were like the last four years before I came here and which, which is a super cool experience playing as an underage. Like mm-hmm. it, was, it was cool again to play as like those older girls that you'd always like looked up to and been like, wow, like I want to be like that someday. And then being able to play with them is, is pretty cool. You got the uh, Connor Bedard experience. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Not quite as good as him, but <laughs> yeah. So real, real quick, I do have some questions about your youth hockey, but that's just kind of reminded me. Um, kind of what's like the vibe around him, like over there? Like, obviously, we know he's like gonna be like the next greatest thing ever. Yeah. And he is like, I remember seeing his highlights. So his what his first year in the W was in fi- when he was fifteen. Yeah. 14 yeah so 15 like that. He, he played yeah, I, I, I saw like a twitter highlight and I was like oh my god and I looked him up and I saw he's playing in the w and I was just instantly like showed my friends I'm like yo you gotta <laughs> see this kid and now yeah. obviously I mean he's been projected the first overall pick since he was probably 13 but yeah. what's like right. the vibe there at home like about him yeah, well, so I don't like I don't personally know him at all, but um like everyone at home like sends me videos when they're at the games and stuff. Yeah. And like like we definitely have some good fans at home for the Pats, but um so when I was there last year, I went to a couple of games and like selling out crowds. It's an, it's absolutely insane. Like his shot is I don't know. Everyone's Ridiculous. always like, so Jake release. <laughs> but yeah, like it's insane watching him like just on TV and everything like at home definitely like everyone's like oh my god like Connor Bedard and like (laughs) like he's younger than me and I'm like holy like he's good (laughs) but yeah people people think he's insane yeah he's definitely like talking about being the next Connor McDavid kind of thing and like Mm. I guess we'll find out (laughs) yeah no I mean we're gonna find out very quickly do you have a uh do you have a team that you want him to go to um I don't really want him to go to Arizona but um yeah, I'm I'm not a Ducks fan, but I think it'd be pretty cool for him to play with like McTavish and Zegris. That's so real, real quick, uh what do you what's like the what do Canadians think about Zegris? Is what I'm going to add. Like um I guess like I don't know what everyone thinks kind of thing. Like I I think he's I think he's sick. Like yeah. um <laughs> all the tricks he does and stuff like i wish i could do that kind of thing but um yeah i think i think he's a good player i know some people have different perspectives but mm. I, th- I think he's good i think he's one of the futures for hockey for sure i think it's what it's a lot of the old school crowd doesn't like yeah. him and they don't like the they don't like that zegris hughes like yeah. um caulfield they don't like that u.s driven thing i think and yeah. i don't think it's just a canadian thing i think it's just the old school guys they don't like this these new school players so no not at all well and i think it's like just kind of like the start of a new era in, in hockey kind of thing like even now like we're talking about like crosby not making playoffs ob not making playoffs like taves just ha- uh, leaving the uh black hawks kane getting traded to rangers kind of thing and then they're coming up and just doing like complete different things than what we're used to like the whole like ob crosby era is kind of turning into a whole different era with the whole zegris caulfield kind of thing mcdavid hughes if you will yeah yeah (laughs) i'll take that (laughs) i'm a a devil's fan so i like that a lot all right all right um so when you're growing up 
uh, what are they pushing hockey more or are they kind of talking about other sports? Um, well, like in my family, at least, <laughs> um, it's, I was hockey since day one kind of thing. Same with, um, my youngest sister, uh, she, she loves hockey. Both of them play hockey. My younger sister is like a spring hockey. Like she, uh, she's a grinder. Like she, she works hard. <laughs> Like she's hoping to go to university and play hockey, but yeah, like, um, especially like we were talking about the whole Bedard thing. Like, I think kids like see Connor Bedard like in our city in our province, and they're like, oh, I want to be like that guy kind of thing. So I think that's it's definitely like pushed a bit. But if you want to do other things, you can do other things. But yeah, like hockey's hockey's definitely a big thing at home. It's really cool to see that. Obviously, like even just growing up here, you know that like Canada, like the stereotype is hockey. Like, everyone loves hockey, and here it's so weird. Like, it's starting to get pushed a little bit more now, but a lot of it, like, USA Hockey's, like, messing with a lot of the rules and stuff, and I don't know what Hockey Canada's doing, but they removed everything that isn't high school hockey. They got rid of, and juniors, they got rid of, like, uh, delayed offsides, and you can't ice the puck on a penalty kill anymore. And so I coach goalie camps and I have kids that are like 10, 11 years old that have never played in a full size net before because they play in the small nets. So like, it's kind of weird, but a lot of kids here also prefer to do the, um, prefer to do like soccer and stuff, which is interesting because we're not very good at that either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't really like the new rules, to be honest, kind of thing. Like, obviously, uh, growing up playing with the rules that I know <laughs> um, and then changing them is just kind of like kind of wild. I don't know. I don't really haven't really talked about it much with a lot of people, but I know when that like rule thing kind of came out, it was kind of like a shock to a lot of people and didn't really know why kind of thing. Like to make games, I don't know, kind of just changes the game completely. Like delayed offsides is a huge thing. Very like, especially icings on penalty kills and like that's the whole point yeah (laughs) did did they touch anything up in canada as far as that goes or um not that i know of like i think everything's normal (laughs) that's the way it should be i mean i i was i had a like the usa hockey like coaching meeting to for and they went over all of the rules at each level and i was like jaw dropped like when I heard, you know, the whole icing and pen, like offsides thing, I was like, that's ridiculous. Like I get, I get the competitive contact stuff as far as like, you don't want kids getting concussions and yeah. at young ages, like, yeah, that's fine. But like teach them how to hit, but yeah. the offsides thing and PK, no icing was crazy to me. I mean, yeah, it, that's it's wild. just, yeah. Um, so we we spoke a little bit before about that that U uh, eighteen league you played in. You just kind of touched on it too. The SFM Triple HL is yeah. that the way you guys call it? Like, what do you guys call it? Uh, well, we used to call it Midget Triple A, and then um, it got changed to U eighteen Triple A. So we just okay. call it like we just call it Rebs actually, because that's our we're okay. like the Regina Rebels. But yeah, we we're the Rebels. Yeah. So so tell me about the tell me about the league kind of the competition i was going through the elite prospects and i was looking at like the transactions like and you're getting a lot of college commits out of a league that has seven teams in it right is it seven yeah yeah so so tell tell me about that um so when i first started playing uh there's actually eight teams in it our very first year 
um, Melville, just another little town. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, there's eight teams in it. And then going into my grade 10 year, like, as I said, I played as an underage in grade nine. So then going into my grade 10 year, we cut a team to make the league like more competitive. Um, so then after that team was cut, um, there was girls from Melville who like transferred to other teams and everything. And um, so then, yeah, now we're at seven, seven teams. And there's kind of like, there's always like some top teams. And lately the Rebels have always been like, since I played for sure, the Rebels have been in the, in the top three for sure. Um, but yeah, like we have to kind of travel all across the province to play um, in this league, just because like it is the top league in Sask. And then, so like there's be games like we'd, leave on Friday nights and play like on a Saturday, Sunday. And it, we'd have to travel like six hours to go to Prince Albert and then come back and we get home at like 2 a.m. and have to go to school the next day. But yeah, like uh, the competes definitely gone up too. Like um, when we cutting that team was super important for our league. I think it helped a lot, but yeah, like um, definitely like a lot of, a lot of commits coming out of it. I know um, like when I play, like whether we're going D one or, whether we're going to U Sport in Canada, there's a lot of commits on lots of teams, not even just my team, but mostly um, most of our team, like our grads, um, come out committed from the Rebels. So that's a huge thing for our program, for sure. So when when you were growing up uh, and then kind of when you were playing for the Rebs, what, so what were your goals? So like let's say when you were growing up and playing youth hockey – what was your goal? And then did that change when you got to the Rebs or? Um, I would say um, when I was younger, like playing ice hockey, um, the goal would have been to, was to go to the Rebels. And like, obviously like growing up, you always want to play Team Canada. Like that's, that's still my goal. But um, yeah, like growing up, it would have been to make the Rebels. And then after I made the Rebels, or when I was in grade eight, my goal was to make it in grade nine as an underage. And then um, once I did that, it was an unreal feeling. And then uh, I went in my first year and like didn't play much at all, like because I was so much younger than everyone else. So then going into my grade 10 year summer, I was like, all right, like I got to work hard in the off season here and like show and like earn my eyes for the next year because I wanted to play more. And so that's what I did. I uh, worked out all the time in the summer that year and came in and then started putting up points my grade 10 year and we had an unreal season that year like our grade 10 my grade 10 year was definitely a team I won't forget there like yeah we we're super close and we uh that's that's when COVID hit for us actually so um we didn't get to finish the league well we finished like regular season play and playoffs were just about to start and then COVID hit and everything was shut down and we were predicted to do well that year and had a possible shot at SO which would have been super cool but yeah, and then uh, during during Rebels is um, really when I started, like, bearing down on colleges kind of thing and, like, seeing where I wanted to go. And then the whole COVID thing kind of messed a lot of that up. But I'm, I'm super happy where I ended up. I like it here. And I guess without COVID happening, I wouldn't be here now. So, That's yeah, awesome. it was good. <laughs> so you kind of touched on it there at the end, but could you break down what the, the, the SO you were kind of talking about? Yeah, so um, SO is our nationals for Canada for our U18. And actually, the Rebs are going to SO this year. So. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm happy for them. Um, so, yeah, we we lost last season, my senior year in the finals. Um, sucked, but um, we lost. You're the not finals. salty about it at all, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
still thinking about it to this day, but um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they win it this year. But um, yeah, so Notre Dame went last year. Um, we got second year before we didn't end up having uh, a season pretty much in our grade 11 year. And then, like I said, in grade 10, that's when we had a chance at it. But so that's like our like nationals and they go for like a week and um, just play against all the all the teams in the provinces that won. So like they just played against Manitoba and their regional. So everyone's split into sections. So they just won Westerns. And then now they go to SO and they'll play like team Ontario and stuff like that. So good luck to them for sure. That's awesome. Um, what, uh, was there a team that you just like hated playing? Everyone, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if I had friends on another team, you were my friend during the game. Like, but um, I guess my senior year, it was definitely Notre Dame um, because we we're just like rivals. They're also like the academy team and like they would have like whiteouts and like because their rink is on school campus. So they would have like their whole school come to the games like the atmosphere was wow, so cool. That's that's, an, that's unreal. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely cool, but uh, so they were always hated. <laughs> I think we're always hated by every team, but um, we also didn't really like Saskatoon. That was kind of always a thing because they swept us in the finals in grade nine, so I hated them. <laughs> but um, yeah, those are kind of our two biggest rivals, and uh, that's who uh, Rebs played this year. They played Saskatoon in the finals and won that, so like I said, and then we played Notre Dame in the finals last year, so I guess they would have been they would have been my biggest rivals. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of touched on um, the Notre Dame thing a little bit prior to the podcast. So is this a prep school? Um, I don't really know exactly what you would call it. I guess it's kind of like an academy, but like they so can they, they bring... go to school and stuff too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Notre Dame is, is the school. And then, so they, kids that go to school there, that's where their team plays. So, like, for me, for example, I play on the Regina Rebels, but I went to school at Greenall High School. So, like, I go play on the team I was recruited for and, like, signed to and committed to. And then we had, like, girls from, like, Saskatoon, like, around the province. But then Notre Dame can bring people from wherever they want because they're, like, an academy or whatever they're, like, certified as. Like, but, um, like, so, like, their goalie was from Russia, I think, or something like that. She was really, really good. Like, um, but yeah, so they bring people from, like, all over and they go to school there. And then that's where, um, the team they're on, where they go to school. And so that's way different compared to us. Like, we, okay. So it's kind of like a private school, seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. So, how does one get onto a team in that league? Um, so how it worked for me was there's always like summer camps, like, um, like development camps kind of thing. So like, you'll sign up, go into the camps, just like every other team. And then, um, when, once you're getting to be like old enough to be on the team, obviously that's when, um, our coach is allowed to start talking to you and you're not, there's like a signing day that you're not allowed to sign to. Um, I think it's June 15th. I don't know, something like that, but, um, you're not allowed to sign until a certain day. And then. Um, so you'll like get, go have your meeting coach will reach out to you be like, Hey, like, do you want to play on our team? So then you'll go to like the tryout camp. And then sometimes the coaches have camps on the same day. So like I was, when I was in grade nine, I was invited to different tryout camps. So like I was invited to Melville. And so I went to um, Melville in the summer to like go there, maybe like kind of like look at options. And then uh, Regina is only half an hour from me. So that's where I wanted to play. Like that was my, that was my goal. And um 
so I obviously ended up going there. But so my process was go to the camp, got offered a spot, sign that spot, and that was it for me. Nice. So you kind of spoke a little bit before as well um, how they kind of cut a team and bumped it down to seven teams to make everything more competitive. How can, how different is the league like each year? Like as far as like, I mean, are, are there any teams that, you know, trying to build dynasties there or are you looking at different teams winning every single year? Um, so when I first came into the league in grade nine, um, Saskatoon was a team to beat. Like they, they had a very strong team and like they went to, they won and went to SO, I think like three years in a row, maybe. Um, I don't know, but they were like, if you beat them, it was, it was looked at in the league. Like it was a big game. Um, but yeah, they were, um, definitely that. And then, um, for other teams, I guess, like, I don't know, there's Saskatoon's always up there. Like, um, like I said, last year, us in Notre Dame were at the top, but Saskatoon's kind of always lurking. <laughs> uh, they're, they're usually top three. And then lately we've been up there too. It's kind of usually like us, Notre Dame and Saskatoon are usually at the top. Okay, nice. Nice. Sounds, it sounds like a nice little league there. Seven teams, interesting hockey, seeing each other yeah. a lot. How many games yeah. do you guys play? Um, we The games have ranged, like, changed within, like, four games uh, since I started playing. Like, I think when we started it was 28, and now it's up to, like, either 30 or 32, nice. something like that. Yeah, it's, it's good. And then we also play in, like, tournaments, though, too. Okay. So you, you kind of touched on that um... – your recruiting process a little bit about not being able to reach out to teams. Uh, tell me kind of once you were able to start reaching out to teams, what you did, who you were looking at and everything like that and kind of how COVID played a factor in that. You mentioned that as well. Yeah. COVID definitely played a big factor within that. And um, my dream, like since I was younger was always to go play D one. It's um, I just, I know like that's a lot of people's like goals and like growing up, like just seeing like on TV kind of thing or being like, Oh, like, Obviously, like I said, like my goal is Team Canada and like this would be like a stepping stone to do that. And so, um, yeah, like when I was first able to start reaching out to teams, um, I kind of reached out to a lot. I was like I wanted my options open, and like see if I got any offers in the first place, let alone if I could have different options. But, yeah, I reached out to quite a few teams like Colgate, BU. Um, I didn't know about here because this team actually was supposed to happen before but then COVID hit and it got postponed and I had no idea about it. And then actually one of the coaches from another team that I was talking to gave me Tara's number and was like, Hey, like reach out to Tara. And I was like, okay, sweet. Like, so I reached out to her and I came to um, Boston actually for a showcase, the bean town or bean pot, kind of not bean pot, bean town. And um, went in a showcase here and um, a couple of schools reached out to me while I was here, but wanted me to take a gap year. And so, like I said, in Saskatchewan, there's only U18, there's not U19. So if I were to do that, I would have had to come to the States and play on like a random team here and, and take a gap year rather than going to college. And then that's when Tara saw me when I was at the Beantown. And uh, she asked me to come for a tour here. Lo love the school. It was, it, was, it was really nice. We have a 
very nice campus here. It's small, so it's like home for sure. Like I'm from a small town, like you said earlier. So it was it was great. And uh, Tara was definitely like a pull to come here. Like as a Canadian Olympian, it was pretty cool. Like hearing that she wants me on her team was pretty cool feeling for sure. But yeah, that was kind of it for me. And uh, she came back to Saskatchewan. I was trying out for Team Saskatchewan. And um, she came and watched me there. And that's where I ended up getting my offer. Nice. Congratulations. That's awesome. Um, I remember when my sister was looking at colleges, she was looking at Stonehill a little bit and they're, they're my parents and her were talking about how Stonehill was going D1. I was like, huh, really? Like, that's interesting. Like, and yeah, that that's really awesome. Yeah, it was, it was actually kind of wild for us because we were, when I was first recruited, it was supposed to be that our women's team was the only division one team on campus. Mm-hmm. And then um, before we came here, there was an announcement that the whole whole school is going D1. And so, yeah, like super cool for the school. It's great, like being around all these other athletes too. And like uh, we only have a school of like 2,500, so it's like crazy small. That's so, awesome to be a D1 school though. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. And so um, to have that announced and know that you're like going to D1 school with all these athletes around you is a pretty cool feeling. So – what made you want to play in the United States as opposed to going to college in uh, Canada? Um, I think um, I always wanted to play like D1. Um, so to be able to come here and like play that and like pursue that dream is definitely cool. Um, again, like nothing, nothing definitely wrong with home. Like I was talking to a lot of uh, schools in Canada too, which would have been a cool experience, but also like to be able to come here and like, kind of live like a completely different life, like meet so many new people kind of thing. And like literally live in, I'm 40 hours away from home. Like it's really like living on my own kind of thing. And like um, just having a brand new experience. That's awesome. So uh, so I was going to say like, why'd you pick Stonehill? But you kind of already mentioned that, but I do want to hear more about your coach. So tell me about her a little bit. Um, So Tara, um, like I said, she reached out to me. I came for a tour. It was great, like super cool having like talking to Olympian, let alone like saying like I want you on my team kind of thing. Um, so yeah, like I obviously committed here and I love the year here. It was so much fun. Like um our team like did a lot of things that people didn't think we'd be able to do. Like finishing third was really cool. And we definitely couldn't have done that without Tara. Like she was she was a great coach, one of the best coaches I've ever had for sure. And just like hearing like all of her knowledge and like knowing what she had to go through, like to make team Canada and stuff like that. And to be like, all right, like if I want to do that one day, like I got to be able to do that. And like her just like showing us like what we need to do to become better on and off the ice kind of thing. And um, actually she just took a job. uh, I don't know if you know this, but took a job at BU. So we, yeah. So she's a head coach at BU now for their women's hockey team. So we're looking for a new head coach right now. But um, it was it was a great year with Tara for sure, and like don't regret coming here. Like it was super fun. Congratulations to her though. I mean, BU yeah. is no joke. So that's yeah, sure. very talented program there. Um, we yeah. so I I lived in uh, a bunch of us grew up in the town of UNH, so we have seen a lot of BU at the men's and women's level, and they're fantastic program there. So congratulations to her. Yeah, she uh she assistant coached there before she came here actually. So she uh and she played there. Uh that's where she played oh, her nice. college. Yeah, so she played there um and then assistant coached there and then head coached here 
and then now is back there for head coach. So good for her. That's a super cool opportunity for her. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm sure there were no hard feelings given the given the opportunity. <laughs> no, no, I completely understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, kind of what were the expectations going into the season? I guess you kind of mentioned, you know, you kind of blew them out of the water, but what was kind of the vibe on the team, and also what were you what were you hearing, sort of? Um, honestly, I had no idea what I was expecting for myself, for the team. Like, it was kind of like, we're kind of hoping for a Vegas Golden Knights kind of story. Nice. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we did. We did that a little bit. Uh, finishing third was, was really cool. Like, um, we came in, not, none of us really knowing anything. Like we had 18 freshmen coming into our team and four transfers. So, wow. Yeah. That's a young yeah, squad. Crazy. Young, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so all of us coming in, never experiencing college, let alone college hockey, let alone Division One college hockey. So um, we kind of came in not knowing anything about what was going on. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and so we obviously, like, um, proved a lot of people wrong. Like, coming in, everyone was like, oh, like, this is your first year. Like, you're going to suck. And then this is your first year with 18 freshmen. Like, you're probably not going to do that well. And then, obviously, like I said, we proved a lot of people wrong. And went out there and learned a lot of new things like honestly throughout the year like we improved so much from our first practice to our like we're still practicing now obviously in off season so I think we're still getting better and hopefully uh even do even better next year that's so that's incredible I had no idea about that 18 freshman thing yeah where did you guys get the transfers from um we had so we have a grad student uh Katie Sontag from Union and then Josie Mendezoon, who is a sophomore this year, so becoming junior next year, um, also from Union. And then our goalie, um, Hannah Zuko, she was from Mercyhurst. And then um, Paige Whaley was also from Mercyhurst. And Katie and Paige were my line mates this year. Nice. That That's awesome. Um, that's really – that's incredible hearing about a young team like that just go out there and – break expectations you know what I yeah. mean yeah um so kind of what was what were those first practices like kind of for you and for the team um well like I said obviously like I'm from Saskatchewan I didn't know anyone when I was coming here actually no I knew the two lilies so we have two lilies on our team Lily Geis and Lily Barrett and they were both in that showcase that I was talking about earlier and um, so I knew them for like three days. <laughs> so, nice. yeah, I didn't really know them, but I knew their names. So coming here, I didn't know anyone. And I know there's a couple people who knew each other already, like Maeve, Catherine, um, played on the same team. And then, like, I know, like, there's quite a few girls from, like, the Boston area. So they all kind of knew each other. So I knew I was kind of going into something that I knew nobody. But like I said earlier, like, um, I'm pretty extroverted, like, not really scared to. Yeah, you don't seem like a bad teammate at all from the (laughs) 40 minutes I've met you. So, (laughs) yeah. um, But so it was it was pretty cool. Like, we have girls from Pittsburgh and. Um, around here and we have a couple other Canadians on the team that I didn't know because they're from Ontario but um yeah it's great having people from all over that's awesome um what was going into kind of when you first hit the ice and everything kind of what were your thoughts um I was nervous at first for sure I had no idea what I was coming into I'm like holy like I could be going into 
who knows, like 18 freshmen kind of thing. And I was I'm like, I'm sure you weren't the only person feeling that though. No, no. We've talked about it a lot. Actually. We're like, Oh, well, like none of us knew what was going to happen going in here. Like we didn't know how skilled people were going to be like, or what, what was going to happen at all. And then we had our first practices and, um, we were all nervous to like compete in front of each other for sure. Like we're like, okay, we're competing for a spot. This is our first time ever being on the ice together. And uh, we definitely like broke down that barrier pretty quick though. Like we have a pretty close team and everyone, everyone's great people, honestly. Like it, it's great getting to know everyone. That's, that's really awesome. Um, when did you kind of realize that the team was something special sort of? Um, honestly, kind of from the start, um, we, we definitely have a great group, like I was already saying, like, especially like it's such a different experience than most people have because we're all the same age or like within that same year. Like I'm a I'm an 04 freshman, but there's quite a few like 03 freshmen on the team because you guys can do that like gap year and repeat year kind of thing here. But um, yeah, like we we've been close from the start, honestly, and like obviously teams have those ups and downs like we in November, we had no wins. So that was a tough time for us. But honestly, like, we still got better every game in November. And I think if we didn't have that, like, downhill slope, then we wouldn't have been able to do what we ended up finishing in third and um, having, like, going back uphill. And so, yeah, I think it honestly brought us closer together as a team to have those, have that losing streak for a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I forget how the exact saying goes, but I feel like it's, like, everyone really shows like what it's like, like when you're losing, like it doesn't yeah. winning is one thing, but you know, when you're losing and everyone's down and that's when you see everyone's true attitude. So that's awesome yeah. that you guys bounce back from that. Um, so we, we got a, I'll pull up the exact numbers here and you know, I don't want to pump your tires too much <laughs> or anything, but um, 28 goals, third in the country, 19 assists, 47 points. Um, when did you realize that you were having kind of a special season, like you personally? Um, I would say like about like midway through the year, but like at the same time, like, yeah, I was putting up points, but like I, I couldn't score those goals without like my team. Like, like I was saying earlier, like Katie I wasn't trying Paige. to set you up there or anything. So that, <laughs> yeah. I know that's very important. <laughs> um, Katie and Paige were my line mates and definitely like couldn't have done without them and the rest of the team too. Like, Zook stood on our head like our goalie so many games wouldn't have been able to come out with the wins we did without her kind of thing and uh yeah I put up I put up a good amount of points this year and gonna definitely try and do that again next year but I would say probably about midway through the season I was like all right like gotta kind of tearing it up here (laughs) (laughs) so you kind of mentioned a lot of a lot of your your teammates here obviously and, and that's a great thing um kind of what was your so if you had a what were the play styles on your line like it seemed like it really worked obviously like yeah um well I think we kind of had our power play figured out for a bit um I was I was on the wall um Paige was uh below the goal line and we have we had quite a few like giving goal giving go goals there for a bit and then um teams kind of got our like give and go thing from watching video so then like when they would cheat on the give and go, then we just like walk out and do a backdoor pass kind of thing. So like I think we kind of figured out that for the most part. And then um, little cross seam with Bailey was we liked that one. <laughs> Me and Bailey uh, did that quite a bit. And then um, honestly, like just the chemistry we had on the ice, like playing together all year, 
um, I think just went uphill, like being able to know where each other were without even like looking kind of thing. And um, just like the things that we were taught in uh, practice, like our habits and everything like that, like we taught like where we should be driving the net, when we should be driving the net, how we should do it, everything like that. So like I said, like Tara, Tara helped us a lot in that in those aspects. And then being able to like follow through and do that, um, I think helped us a lot when goal scoring wise. That's awesome. Um, what was your, how would you describe your play style? Um, I, I'd say I'm a shooter. Um, but I like, I, I like to make plays too. Like, um, if I have the shot a lot of the time, I'll, I like to take it, but, um, yeah, one of the things that coaches really say about me is, um, that I can see the ice well. And, um, I also like, um, uh, Taurus would say that one of my, her favorite things about me was that I can turn my defense into offense. And so when I'm in the D zone, like I'm always like waiting to make a play and jump on the puck like I don't want to sit back I want to go <laughs> and I want to get the puck and I want to get in the ozone <laughs> and so um I guess like that for me is uh I've, I have a good shot and my vision so that that's one thing I did my research coming into this and found a couple highlights and just wanted to kind of see what I'm getting into you know 28 goals in a college season is I'm kind of trying to see where these are coming from and that was the one thing I noticed I mean you were incredible at just getting to the right areas that's if I had to put my finger on it like that's what I would say is you get to the right areas and yeah, your shot is very, very good. <laughs> like, um, I mean, you, you definitely know, it's not even just that you, you shoot hard, you have the hardest shot, anything like that. It's, you know, where to put it. Is that something that you take pride in sort of like, have you heard that before? Yeah, for sure. Um, that was kind of the thing, like I was saying, like with boys hockey growing up, like if I wanted to make the top boys teams, I need to be better than the boys to make it. Because if you look at it, like as a coach, if you have a guy and a girl at the same spot, like you're probably going to take the guy kind of thing. Like not to like say that, but yeah, you're probably, probably going to. It's, all, it's so, just reality. That's reality. Yeah. Especially yeah. with a boys team. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was always like, all right, I need to be able to score goals. I need to have a good shot. I need to be good. So I would shoot like, thousands of pucks in my garage like I would go out and um one of the guys actually that um I'm still like super close friends with now uh, Matthew Perkins he lived across the street from me he's playing in Youngstown right now actually and he's committed to Minnesota Duluth so um, he's, a, he's in the USHL yeah yeah good for him that's yeah, incredible he uh, was my neighbor and then he moved like 10 minutes away from me now. But um, yeah, so he he definitely pushed me a lot. And like uh, he was one of the top players on the teams, on those guys teams growing up all the time. Like his dad was our coach. And so they definitely like pushed me to be better and like always wanted to have a good shot kind of thing. And like so I'd go shoot in my garage with him and we'd go over to his house, shoot in the driveway kind of thing. But yeah, like I said, uh, without those guys growing up, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be the player I'm right now. I want to touch on that real quick. So you you have mentioned your friends and being a big part of your upbringing. So what where I guess where a lot of these guys, girls, anything playing now like that? It's really been you guys have been able to build off of each other being a similar similar skill level because that's very rare. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially like in Saskatchewan, there's a lot of us actually that have went to play university hockey or everything like that. Uh, Nina Brick is one of my best friends. Uh, she's playing at Colgate. Um, so she's a year older than me. So it's also a very I, good program. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cindy Peterson plays at Mercyhurst. Um, 
there's a couple girls at home that are older than me that play um, in the U Sport League. Like Hannah Bailey's playing for Manitoba. Sam Sitchkarik's playing for Manitoba. Um, Lauren Folks playing for uh, the Cougars, uh, like in Regina. Liv, uh, Olivia Leggett's playing for the Cougars. Um, and then there's those girls that, like, I never played with, but, like, was kind of, like, looked up to when I was younger, like Kennedy Bobick, she's playing uh, Division One, so those kind of girls. And then uh, guys-wise, like I already said, like Matthew, he uh, he played in the SJ at home last year, and then he's playing Young. That's a very good so, league. Yeah, he played on the Broncos last year, Humboldt. And then, um, like I said, he's playing Youngstown now, and then he's committed to go to Duluth next year. And then um, I'm really close with uh, Jacob Ziegler. He was playing in the SJ for a bit, and then he went to the MJ. Um, so they're kind of there's definitely a lot of top guys and girls that I've played with growing up. That's really cool. I mean, I'm sure you guys all playing with each other, learning from each other. You guys are you guys are getting a lot out of that. That's that's really cool. So yeah. you kind of already answered this a little bit, but uh, your your play style. You said you got to be better than, you know, to get on a boys team, you got to be better, which is an incredible mindset to have, by the way. Um, <laughs> was that always your play style or did you have to adapt in college? Um, my play style is always I want to I want to improve. I want to be better. Like looking at the people beside me, I'm like, all right, like she's better than me at this. I need to get better at that. Like I'm kind of looking at like how to improve things from like other people too. Like I said, like, yeah, like my shot's good, but I still want to make my shot better. And then I'm like, one of my weak, I guess not like weaknesses, but something I'd like to get better at for sure would be my skating. Like I need to get faster. I need to get stronger kind of thing. So stuff like that, like, but yeah, looking at other players, like I want to be able to improve myself every day, like going out on the ice. I'm like, all right, like I'm going to go into this battle and I'm going to win this battle. Like I want to have that win that ba battle mindset and sorry, someone's just yelling outside the door. <laughs> um, yeah, so I want to win. <laughs> and that's what I do when I go on the ice in practice and in games. That makes sense. So what? who did you kind of grow up watching that was an inspiration to you, like kind of professionally? Um, Like NHL-wise? NHL, Women's Olympics, anything like that. Um. Poulin, obviously, like, um, she's insane. Like, it's, She's very, very good. <laughs> yeah, she's really good. Um, Natalie Spooner, uh, Sarah Nurse, those are kind of, like, the top girls that I've kind of, like, looked up to. And then um, NHL-wise, there's there's a lot of those guys. Like, Patrick Kane's hands, unreal. Like, I, I know he's getting older now, but growing up, for sure, uh, his hands are pretty sick. And then Sidney Crosby, obviously, like, just those like typical everyone's favorite kind of thing. I also like Jonathan Taves. Like I'm actually a Bruins fan, but what? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> See, I was I was saying in my head, you didn't mention McDavid. I was gonna guess that you were a Calgary fan. No, no, McDavid. Obviously, I skipped over him a couple times. I think he's That's awesome. insane too. But um, I guess there's no um, NHL team in Saskatchewan. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, my uncle's a Calgary fan. My grandpa was an Edmonton fan. Like, but there's no, like, actual NHL team in Sask. My dad's a Philadelphia fan. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, my oh, dad man. was a goalie. So, he liked Ron Hextall yeah. when he played and liked, liked his playing style. So, he was a – or he is a Philly fan. So, then I was a Philly fan, like, growing up. And then I came here and I'm, like, watching all the Bruins games because yeah. I'm friends with, like, the guys' hockey team here. And they always have the Bruins games on. So, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, go Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, I'm going to be here for the next four years is what my plan is. So, may as well. <laughs> yeah, I really – prior to the playoffs, I really don't like the Bruins. But I have a blast at TD Garden. Have you been yet? Uh, yeah, I went to a game a couple weeks ago. I'm actually going to game five if there's a game you, five. You have to. It, it is seriously the craziest experience. Like, it is it is different. I'm serious. It is yeah. a different animal playoff hockey at TD Garden. Yeah, when I went during the regular season, I was like, oh, this is wild. It yeah. was super fun. Well, and like I said, like, because there's no, like, NHL uh, arenas in Saskatchewan, like, there I don't really go to very many so when I went to the Bruins game I was like oh this is sick like yeah and so one of my friends she was like oh like I got Bruins tickets for game five like do you want to come I'm like do I ever <laughs> like <laughs> so that that is the like I've never gone to the TD Garden and rooted for the Bruins <laughs> because I I'm either watching the Devils or last year we went to an Edmonton game because I wanted to see McDavid and I was obviously rooting for the Oilers. I had a huge future bet on them and didn't hit, but that's okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, it's it's seriously the it, they are a different sports breed as far as yeah. fans go. I mean, they just do not stop um, yeah. the you know cheering and they are very passionate about their sports. I'm sure you've seen probably during football sure. season too. Yeah. Well, just watching it with some of the guys here, like they're standing up and the puck is like in the neutral zone. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, but yeah, I've definitely, definitely turned into standing up when the puck's in the neutral zone kind of thing too. Yeah, like, that's how they are. The Someone gets like lightly tapped into the boards and the entire stadium is like it's a standing, standing ovation. Yeah, and it's, it's it, yeah, it, it is. It's so annoying, but it's so cool <laughs> at the same time. Um, now, I, I I'm so in, I, that's so interesting that you're a Bruins fan because like <laughs> the Bruins like hate like like the Canadian teams. Yeah, that's so yeah. crazy. Like, and that's so like Boston sports fans. Like, it's such yeah. that's so, so them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. When I came here and the, and like I said, when I'm watching the game with them, and I kind of like wasn't like a fan at the start. I was kind of just like nobody like mm. my like I said my dad's a Philly fan so I was like a Philly fan a little like for the most part and then they're like by the end of the year you're gonna be a Bruins fan like you're gonna be a Bruins fan and then like I'd be watching all the games I'm like like go past that like go and I'm like all right like, yeah so officially a Bruins fan <laughs> can you see some of your game and like what Pasternak obviously you watched him a lot this season or could you see a little yeah, comparison well, there obviously he got 60 goals this year uh so like your guess, goal like, next year it'd be be pretty cool but I don't think that's quite gonna happen but um obviously like yeah he's a he's a goal scorer and that's I like to score goals too so what were I guess from what you've seen you've only seen like the youth Bantam midget side or U18 side in in uh, Canada what have you noticed about the differences between the U.S. and Canada in regards to women's hockey 
Um, well, honestly, so like I was saying earlier, ours is like you don't play for your school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what a lot of people did here. Like they went to like private schools and prep schools and like played for like their school compared to for me I'm like oh like that's not even like a thing like if you went to a private school or a prep school like you were like like no one really knew about it like that's not really an option at home and then compared to here like if you don't do that it's like the complete opposite so that's like the complete switch when I came here like when I was like oh yeah like I went to public school people were like you went to public school like and I'm like yeah and like so they're like kind of like thought it was weird that I was good at hockey from going to public school compared to here. Like it's completely different. So what, so in, in like in the United States, like we have a lot of girls are not given the opportunity to play for a girl's team. It's a lot of girls on boys teams, like even throughout high school, like, as you know, high school hockey is a big thing here. Yeah. Um, everyone, pretty much plays for their high school. Now it's kind of getting away from that as far as juniors and prep school goes. But we would play teams in big games, like rivalry games, everything like that, with these good schools that had girls on their team. So kind of where would you say, like, you played with the boys growing up? Kind of what was that experience like? Obviously, you said it kind of molded you to the player now. Um, Where would you see that kind of in, like, a high school setting? Well, honestly, I didn't really know that was a thing until you just said that. But it's very um, common for a lot of teams actually. They don't have yes. they don't have girls teams. So like that's a thing for me at home. So when I switched to play girls hockey is when contact started, like body checking. So I was like, no, like I'll stay in Bantam, like I'll get hit. Like and my parents are like, No, like you need you're gonna do this and it's gonna develop you into go playing the rebels. Like and I I was like dead set on not doing it. I did not wanna do it. And they pretty much forced me to do it and it it definitely helped me, um, because I was able to like adapt to playing like girls hockey before I went to go play like in that midget triple A league. But yeah, like I had no idea that it was like normal for guys or for girls to play on like guys teams in high school because that's like doesn't happen at home really. Do you have any girls that you play with now that you know of that did that? Um, like in the states, uh, no, I don't, I don't, not that I've heard of. But um, at home, there's actually uh, one of my close friends, Jada. She's a senior on the Rebels right now. She played. She's a D, and she played bantam boys hockey, and she like broke her collarbone or something too playing it. So then, <laughs> so that sucked. But um, yeah, like she played guys hockey and played contact. But um, she's like one of the only people I know that did that. So when it comes to kind of you playing with the boys and you playing contact and has that kind of added like a different element to your game? Like kind of like a, like, I wouldn't say like chippiness, but like kind of gritty, like, um, well, when I played boys, when I played in Adam and Peewee, there was no body checking cause we were like younger. So like, I guess like playing against the boys was always would be different, like more, like more contact wise, not like body checking, but like running into each other, I guess, kind of thing and more aggressive. But yeah, like I think it's also like the physical thing, like in the gym and stuff, like, cause I didn't want to get like hit by a guy. Like I'll hit the guy kind of thing. Like, <laughs> like I said, like that, I just wanted to like be better than the guys kind of thing. So like, I think that just kind of helped me in, in that aspect too. Nice. Yes. That, that It's such a, such a different mindset hearing it from, I've never really like, heard about kind of like the girl's perspective of playing with guys. That's, that's very interesting. Um, 
I guess what changes do you kind of want to see in like the women's hockey world? Like, I guess if you were in charge, like, what do you want to, like, obviously you're a very talented player. What do you want to see? Like kind of from the youth level going up? Um, well, what you were talking about earlier about the like rule changing, I don't want the rule changes in offsides and icings or and like penalty kills. Um, so I want that to stay the same, but, um, like body checking wise, um, especially if you're playing like girls in a girls league, like, I just don't understand why we can have body checking kind of thing. And I understand it'd be completely different to just like throw in body checking when you're in college, just to be like, oh yeah. Now that you've hit college, like, have body checking. But I kind of think, like, the same as, like, guys, like, when we when they start having contact and having body checking in Bantam, like, I think that would be, like, a good addition for girls hockey. And, like, the same thing, like, just, like, viewing-wise, viewing, viewing wise, like, um, I'm sure you watch, like, the March Madness, like, with the – and with, like, Caitlin Clark kind of thing. Like, we're talking about, like, viewers in basketball, and it's not that – no one wants to watch women's basketball. It's just that it wasn't like interesting enough. And then Caitlin Clark started putting up those numbers and started like breaking viewing records kind of thing. And so like, I think that's the thing too, is that yes, girls hockey is obviously like slower than top end guys hockey. Like that's just how it is. Like that's reality. But I think like if that were to be added into girls hockey, like some people would be more interested in coming to watch. And yeah, like there doesn't have to be like huge, like hits kind of thing. Like I'm not saying that at all, but like, me like rubbing someone out on the boards like I don't want to get a two minute for that kind of thing like just a little bit more aggression kind of in the game no I kind of have a I have a take on how I've viewed women's hockey so I was I've never I I grew up watching UNH when UNH used to be really really good like got some players on the U.S. got some players on Canada and everything and then I kind of just stopped, like, you know, I, I was, I, like, as I grew up a little bit, like, I just stopped watching it, I guess. And then I was given an opportunity to coach the club women's team at our college and kind of, like, got I got really into it. And I started watching kind of, you know, the US, U.S. and Canada played a big game while I was in college, uh, a women's game. And I was honestly, like, really, like, like there's it's very interesting like i'd almost say that women's hockey has a little bit more skill on the ice because there's no place for a fourth line you know what I mean? like is that would that yeah, make sense hits kind of thing. exactly yeah. like everyone on the team like it seems like your first line is your most skilled players and then your fourth line are just your yeah it's your least skilled players but it's not you know you're not sending out like ryan reeves like you know what i mean like you're sending yeah. out like people who are still very talented. They're just not as talented as the first line. Would, would you like agree, disagree with that? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Well, and because like we were saying, there's no like hitting kind of thing, but like when you're talking about the Canada U S games, like it's physical though. Not, yeah. That's yes. what I was just going to say is that it's not like there's no body at all. Like there's like you use your body in those big games kind of thing too. And usually like in those higher end games, like higher level, more compete kind of thing. Like, refs let it go more often because they know like it's going both ways kind of thing. You don't want to, you don't want to call a penalty for body checking every single play. Like let the play go a little bit. Like it's going to be aggressive. Like it's, it's top end hockey and it's, yeah, it's not body checking. You're not allowed to body check, but there's definitely some rub outs, I think in the higher end kind of thing, like the U S Canada, like even in college hockey too, like there is some like aggressive plays and like there are some refs that let it go more than others kind of thing, which I think is good. Like I like, I like being more aggressive rather than not. Mm. So 
what would you say you kind of touched on it a little bit um body checking so i know a lot of the girls on my team obviously it was still club but they were even talking about it and i had like I think two or three girls that would actually just disregard the rules and just like blow people up. Like, and that was like pretty wild to watch, like seeing someone get hit. That's completely not expecting it. But do you think it's time that, you know, you adopt, like you said, you don't need to blow people up, but at least adopt maybe like some of the, I guess, men's rules. Like, what do you, what do you say about that? Yeah. Like, like I said earlier, like, I don't think like, I don't know where you're like, next year they're not going to be like oh yeah like body checking is now allowed like i don't think that's going to happen and i don't think like either it's going to be like only in college kind of thing like i think it would have to start young like they do like they do start with guys like when they say okay like now we can allow body checking when we hit bantam or whatever that is like u15 something like that like so slowly like build it up kind of thing like you can't randomly just be like yep body checking starting in 2024 for women's hockey because that's dangerous Yeah, you can't just throw, like, 16-year-olds to 20-year-olds being able to go blow each other up. We don't know. We've never learned how to properly take a hit, like a full-on hit, and properly give a full-on hit. So I think we have to start young, too. And obviously, like, if they're like, okay, yeah, like, we're going to slowly, like, start doing this, then, like, at the older levels, obviously, in college, we're not just going to be like, oh, everyone else does this. We're not going to. So, like, once again, like, we'd have to learn that kind of thing, too. But, like I said, they're not just going to be like, next year, 2024, body checking. (laughs) But, yeah, like, I think it would definitely be new, and I think it could lead to a lot, like, a lot of good things in women's hockey. So it's kind of like, um, so here in the United States, football is the biggest thing. Football is bigger than God here. So, you know, what happens with youth football is they're trying to get rid of the tackling, but they made a very great, a great argument is that you need to teach kids in a dangerous game like football, how to tackle and how to tackle properly. I almost think that they need to implement something with that, with women's hockey and hockey in general. Yeah, I think the whole, like, like I said, like, learning how to take it and learning how to give it at the same time. Like, I know, like, football isn't as big at home at all as it is here. Like, and I haven't really went to any football because it, like, um, conflicted with our season. So I wasn't able to go to any. But, like, yeah, I've heard that it's absolutely huge here, especially, like, high school football and stuff. Like, it's, like, big-ish at home. But, like, I heard it's absolutely huge here kind of thing. And, like, yeah. You look down south, high school football is college football pretty much. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And, like, so that's the thing. I think, like, learning how to give it, learning how to take it kind of thing would would need to happen first. So when it comes to, I guess you mentioned the Caitlin Clark thing, which is fantastic, um, and I, I wanted to bring that up as well. So we saw what happened with Caitlin Clark and March Madness, and all of a sudden, like, the most viewed not only women's March Madness game, but out viewing most of the, like, NBA finals and stuff. In the championship game between LSU and um, Iowa. So where do you see kind of that going with like women's hockey? Can you see something like that? Seeing like a superstar come out of nowhere and hopefully like bringing light to like this world of women's hockey. Yeah, I don't really know. I guess like kind of out of nowhere, like I feel like people like know kind of everyone like the hockey world kind of thing everyone knows everyone but um i think for sure like there's there's a bright future for women's hockey and like obviously i'm from canada and u.s is like our rivals but there's some super skilled people in the u.s and there's some super skilled people in canada too so like there's 
there's definitely a bright future and like those rival rivalries are, are going to be some good games coming up i think that's awesome yeah i i really hope like i really got put on like even just something as simple as club it was awesome to see you know girls being active and also girls that aren't never played hockey before and just learn like we had a figure skater on the team that we taught how to like play like it, it was yeah. it was really awesome to see and i really hope that that kind of gets there you know what i mean yeah um sure. what um what advice would you give to any female hockey players or even male as well um who want to play at the highest level um i actually coach um my sister's spring triple a hockey team at home um and so like i i talk to them a lot about this actually kind of thing and like just like working hard and don't doubt yourself kind of thing. Like, like I was saying, like I would go into the garage and like shoot all those pucks because I wanted to make those teams. And honestly, like if you want to make those teams, like you just got to put in the effort and like, yes, like a lot of people like just have natural skill kind of thing. But at the same time, there's so many people out there who have worked to have the exact same skill. Like if you work hard, like you can totally like get to the university level kind of thing. And like, um, doing the right things too, kind of thing. Like you can't just, you can't say one thing that you want to happen and then not put in the effort. So definitely like going to the gym, like putting in like shooting pucks in the garage, like working on your quick feet kind of thing, stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice for everybody. Um, so I do want to kind of touch on a little bit, like kind of towards the end of the, um, every interview. I, I love to hear the stories and I know we kind of talked a little bit. You're not a chirper. Is there, you, you said, is it like you let your game do the talking kind of thing? Um, I guess when I was younger, like I, I chirped a lot when I was younger and it was just like, Oh, like if you don't chirp, like you're a loser kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was definitely like a big chirper and youth hockey a little bit, like in Bantam when I started playing girls hockey. And then like a little bit when I was playing U18 and then like, senior year I had, a, I had a really good year senior year I put up like 75 points or something like that like I led the league and so like people kind of stopped chirping me like I wouldn't chirp first and so I would just like come back and so like when I was younger I'd be able to like get chirped and then chirp back and then like people stopped chirping me in my senior year so then I didn't like chirp first kind of thing so sense. yeah so then now and I was here and like people like throw a little bit but like I didn't get tripped very much this year either. And like, I'll, I'll throw a little bit here and there, but not like absolutely ruthless things. <laughs> What's your go-to? Oh, I don't even know. Like when we're up, I just, I'm like, buddy scoreboard. Like, or like, if I've, yeah. Like, or if I've, if I've scored already, I'll be like, how many do you have? Like <laughs> just like simple things. Like not, not anything ruthless. Yeah. I like those because it's like, it kind of ends the conversation. Like, and that's yeah. kind of seems like your goal. Like you're not trying to bring up anything because then it's just going to get them stirred up and yeah. you know, you're not trying to get hit with 10 seconds left and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, have, how is the chirping at the, like the D one women's level? Well, like I said, like I didn't really get chirped that much this year. I know there's a couple of girls on our team that that throw the chirps out, like, um, but yeah, like I didn't really get chirped much personally. But I know there's there's a couple of girls on each team that always like always chirp. Like I know there's one girl. I think it was on, I think it was on post. I'm not 100 percent sure, but like just 
always chirping. Like more worried about chirping than the play. I'm like, hey, like worry about the game. Like come on now. Like focus up. Like, yeah, like and that's that's the thing. Like some people get fo- so focused on that that I'm like, oh my god, like what are you doing? But uh, yeah, like, I think it's a part of the game though too. Like not taking stuff to heart, kind of thing. What was the best chirp that you heard this season from one of your teammates? You don't have to say the teammate. Oh, I don't even. I don't even know. They, was we there anything like, that made you laugh? Um, Bailey Feeney makes me laugh a lot with her chirps. I don't even know any off the top of my head. Or like Josie Mendezoon, she's a D, but they'll throw a couple chirps here and there. Or like they'll always have something ready, ready in the back of their mind if someone comes at them. I don't know any off the top of my head, but we'll talk about it in the dressing room usually, and get the team laughing. Yeah. What was your What was your favorite moment? from this season this past season um personally like team wise or like individually you could do both um individually uh it was pretty cool getting my first hat trick uh against st a's i hate st a's um they beat us that's out that's funny because i yeah. i uh like that's a new hampshire school and yeah. i do i do a goalie clinic down there so they have a nice rink though yeah they do very nice. Yeah, I like it. Um, but yeah, I got my first hat trick. I got the first team hat trick at St. A's. So it was pretty cool experience scoring like that. And then also the day before I'd had a breakaway and missed, I, I shot it right at her and I was so mad. And then the next day I had two goals and I got a breakaway pass and I'm going down and I watched the video probably like 20 times the day after I shot it right at her, figuring out how I'm going to beat her the next day. And I got a breakaway and I'm like, all right, fake the shot, pull back hand. Like, and I did it and I scored the hat trick and I was like, yes, like, that's I what I, I actually watched that goal. So that's like really, really cool that you broke it down that way. That's awesome. Yeah. I was like, and my coach is like, Alexis, like you've watched it so many times. Like, and I'm like, yes, because I need to know how to beat her. Like I need to do it. And so then it was pretty cool. Like getting the breakaway to score, <laughs> score the hat trick and like getting the first, um, the first team's hat trick ever. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's and then, awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And that, so yeah, that was cool. And then, um, the team, um, on the ice, um, I think it was, we went our first few games, we played UConn, like first team, first team games. And we got destroyed the first game and we thought we were going to be in for a very long season. (laughs) And then the next day we tied them. Like we went into overtime with them and we're like, Oh, like this, like we have a, a shot at this kind of thing. And so I think like at the start of the year, that was our like realization that we have like a shot at like, not only like winning like games like this, cause that was an out of conference game for us. And especially like getting destroyed the game before we're like, Oh, like we were just nervous kind of thing. Like we can do this. So um, I think like that was like a big team thing for us is um, that, that game for sure. Like realizing that we can win games. They're in the hockey East. Yeah. That's a very legit competition. That's awesome. Yeah. And then we went to overtime. We were down 2-1 against Brown. Um, I don't know when it was, but we are down 2-1 against Brown. Uh, and then we pulled our goalie, Maeve shot from the point, and I deflected it with like a minute left or something. We tied it up to go 2-2 and go into overtime with Brown. We, they ended up beating us in overtime, but like that was another like eye-opening thing. Like, okay, like we can do this kind of yeah. thing. Like, we can go into overtime with these out of conference teams. Like we can, we can do a lot of things in Nuha. 
So what was kind of the best you you mentioned a couple you mentioned UConn, you mentioned Brown. Kind of what was the most like eye-opening game for you? Like not necessarily one that you lost, but like wow, I'm really playing against this team right now. Um I I think it would have been UConn. This definitely the second game against UConn. Like the first was like oh my god, we're playing UConn. Like, it was, like, terrifying. It was one of our – it was, like – because we had had an exhibition game, but then, like, that was, like, oh my god, we're playing UConn. Like, and then we are getting destroyed, and then we're, like, oh no. And then the next day when we put up, like, the – when we went into overtime, we're, like, oh, like, we can do this kind of thing. So, I think that was definitely, like, the first eye-opener kind of thing and then just set us up for a better season. Like, I think it was great that we played them at the start of the season so we could – like, we showed ourselves what we were able to do. How so kind of throughout the season, how did you remain like so consistent? What were you doing off the ice before the game? We also like to ask what's your pregame ritual too? We gotta know that. Oh you can share as much or as little as possible about that, but I'm crazy superstitious. Like I know like they don't mean anything and like yeah, I could do the same thing without them, but like I'm superstitious. Like (laughs) No, that that makes sense. Yeah, like forever. Like I, I tape my stick the exact same way every single game. Like I go to the certain panel like of the glass, like right outside like the rink, and and then I like visualize the plays that I want to do while, when I'm done taping my stick. Um, I put my stick in the shower. Um, after I tape it, everyone thinks it's so weird, but I'm like, well, it works, and I've been doing it, so it clearly works. <laughs> so yeah, I put my stick in the shower. Um. Me and one of the girls on the team, Mia, um, we have to do 10 headers back and forth with a soccer ball after we play Suey. We have like six or so people in our in our Suey squad. <laughs> and nice, so, nice. That's what that's it though? That's a that's a light, no, yeah, light crew. Not very many. Wow. Yeah. That was a full and, team thing for me. And yeah, and for both the whole teams. team doesn't do it. Not everyone wanted to. That's so wild. we're like, all right. Good so for you though. Them. Yeah, we made our group, and then so we'll play Suey, and then we'll play like headers. So like, there's the five of them, and then me here, and we go head back, head back, head back, all the way around until we get all of us there and back, and we don't go get dressed until we did it, no matter what. Like, smart. <laughs> we're not late for the game. Like, we're gonna get it. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and then we'll do our headers, and then um, yeah, I, I put my stick in the shower, and then I always get dressed left to right. Um, all my equipment. And then um, what else do I do? Oh, I do. My and my sister, um, we have a handshake that we did when I was in, um, like when I played Rebels, she came to all my games. And so I still do my handshake just with an imaginary person. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. <laughs> Before I go out. Yeah, I'm last one on the ice um, between all periods. I wax my stick um, a certain way. Like, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's that's really awesome. Good for you. Thanks. <laughs> Those are definitely that's our favorite. Um, that's our one of our favorite questions. Also, the why, whatever sport, but we got to know the superstition. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's definitely very interesting to hear some of them. I mean, I was just like a right to left. So you do left to right. I did right to left. I do the same thing too with my shoes in the morning. So are you the same way? Um. Yeah. Well, we kind of always. Like, sometimes I'll get, like, set on, like, a game day fit because, like, we dress up when we go to the rinks for home games and then for away games we'll wear, like, our track suits. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I have, like, a really good game in my with my um, dress-up fit, I'm like, oh, like, 
I gotta wear it again today. Like, but then if I had like a just like a decent game, good game, I'll be like, all right, we can switch it up, kind of thing. But yeah, like I'm very like stick is in the shower, wax it a certain way every single period. I need to. Um, I also do one timers with one girl on the team and um, walk out and do a backhand at the same time, like on the clock. Like, yeah, it, there's a lot, and I I don't know how. I, I guess I just remember them from routine every single game. But yeah, I do it a works. lot. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely works. So give me uh, your kind of personal and team goals for the this upcoming season, because obviously I, I'm I think you guys are going to have a great season. I mean, 18 freshmen and four transfers. I mean, what do you yeah, think? Well, we're only losing one player this year, which is huge for us, especially after we had our uh, had such a good year this year. So Katie leaving, which will definitely suck for us. Like I said, she's my line mate this year, but like we have good things coming for us. Like we have um, we had a BU transfer this year, uh, Grace Parker. So uh, or I guess she went to BU and then she went to Maine for like just half the season. So she graduated early from BU actually, and then went to B or went to Maine, sorry, and then came here. So she'll be here for next year and she'll be a grad student. So that's huge for us to have, have some um, age there. Like she's, like I said, like we're young, so it's nice to have uh, some experience. And then we have three other players coming in. So it'll be nice to have some new players for sure. But like I said, like 18 freshmen turn into 18 sophomores, like giving us some experience in the league is definitely nice. And so we'll have some confidence going into next year compared to, we were nervous going into last year and now we'll be confident going into this year. So yeah, I think we have a shot at winning next year. And I think if we bear down enough and put enough effort into it, we have a, we have a genuine shot. What about, uh, what do you want to do? Uh, you personally? Um, I'd like to put up some points again next year, obviously, um, points wise, it'd be, it'd be nice to break 50 for sure. Um, other than that, like, I don't know, I just good teammate kind of thing. Like, like I said, like those points don't come, without my teammates like I said like Katie and Paige helped a lot with that like so did the rest of the team like um again like points wise yeah it's great but like like we said earlier like me having a good season point wise like we couldn't win without another player doing their roles like there's there's roles on our team and mine is yeah to get some goals but like other roles are just as important what are you looking forward to most next season um well, like I said, we're getting a new coach, so I don't know who that is, but it'll be it'll be nice to get to know them, have a new coaching style kind of thing, and then honestly just get back with the team and start playing games again. Like the off season, I'm like, oh my god, it just started, and I want to start back in season. <laughs> you skate? I assume you skate year round. Yeah, yeah, I skate when I go home too. How have you I been staying with- in hockey shape while there? Are you just going to like stick and pucks and stuff? Um, while I'm at home. Uh, like while you're at in school too. Oh, um, we still have like um, we'll have like captain skates and stuff uh, a couple of times a week, and then obviously like going to the gym and everything. Um, we have like track workouts to work on sprints and everything like that. But yeah, when I'm at home, I go on um, next level. That's what they're called. Uh, like that's the name of the camp, and uh, I've been with them for a couple of years now. They definitely help a lot. I love that camp. It's like um, all like university and like high level athletes go there. All those people that I was talking about earlier, girls. The girls-wise, like Nina, Sydney, uh, Lauren, Kennedy, um, all those girls going to the next level camp. So that's where, that's where I definitely improve over the summer and keep in shape. Alexis, it's been awesome. That's all. That's all I have. Um, 
Do you have uh, anything that you want to add here at the end? Any shout outs? Um, my parents. <laughs> thanks, thanks to them. You think they're gonna like, listen to this? Uh, the whole thing, probably. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, my uncle. Um, he's super close. Been a lot, big part of my hockey career. Um, I promised. I promise Warner, Warner, you know who you are. <laughs> Big shout out to you. She's my teacher. <laughs> um, yeah, Tom, Dallas, just that, all the family and friends from home. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Well, I do want to say, Alexis, you have been my favorite guest. You're the first time I've interviewed somebody that wasn't somebody that I knew previously. So you you were awesome. You're you're a rock star. I mean, seriously, you're you're a rock star and Thanks for having me. Um, of course, you you've absolutely earned a fan here. Um, I'm I'm definitely so we're we're expanding everything um, as far as our our podcast goes, and we're going to be doing some in person content this next year. And we plan on hitting some hockey games, and I'm going to put Stonehill on that list. And we're going to go to a game, and we are going to film some stuff in the crowd, and. We're gonna we're, we're gonna go wild. You're awesome. You you've earned a fan. Good. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me. Absolutely. I'm just gonna keep you here for one more second. But uh, guys, this has been Alexis Pedford. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, I hope everybody enjoys. Check out our episodes coming out every single Sunday, and we have some more interviews uh, coming your way. If you guys enjoy the interviews, keep in mind they are clean. Our regular episodes are not. So if you're gonna listen to those, just go in uh, with an open mind. But uh, this has been Glock from Raging at Sports, and I appreciate it. Thank you all.